Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome once again to Monster Movie Funtime Go. I am one of your hosts, Precious D. And I'm the other one of your hosts, Honey Bee. Honey Bee and I are two best friends that are making our way through the history of kaiju movies. And today we're up to 1992. What movie are we looking at today, Honey Bee? Ah, we're doing Godzilla versus Mothra! Gojira Tai Mosera. Also known as Godzilla and Mothra, the Battle for Earth. 1992, oh, 102 out. minutes. I show box office of 3.77 billion yen, but I don't see what the budget was. It is directed by Takeo Okawara, and the music is by Akira Ifakube again. Bow. He went away for a little while, but now he's back. I'm coming back for you, baby. <laughs> Tetsuya Beso plays Takuya Fujitu. Satomi Kobayashi as Masako Tezuka. Takahiro Murata as Kenji Ando. Keiko Imamura and Sayaka Osawa as the Cosmos. Kazumusu in Japanese. Saburo Sindoa as Professor Sageki Fukazawa. Akiji Kobayashi as Ryuzo Dobashi. Megumi Odaka is back as Miki Sagusa. Segusa? Akira Takarada as Joji Minamino. That is one of our old friends. Uh, Akira Takarada. He is from back way back in the original Godzilla. Hell yeah. And uh, a couple of other things. Mothra versus Godzilla back in 64. And Godzilla versus Invasion of Astro Monster. And Godzilla versus the Sea Monster. And King Kong Escapes. So, this, But this is his first time back in the Heisei era. Makoto Otake as Takeshi Tomokane. Shiro Yonazawa as Midori Tezuka. Kenpachiro Satsuma is back as Godzilla and Hurricane Narayu as the Batra Larva. Yay! So this is the first appearance of Mothra in the Heisei era. Apparently they thought about just having it be a Mothra movie and then they decided they needed to put Godzilla in it. Fuck yes! Undy, what, are your, what are your opening thoughts on... Godzilla versus Mothra. Oh my word. I was so excited to watch this movie. Like, I mean, so excited to watch this movie. I had all of the emotions in this movie. I screamed. I cried. I did all of the things. Mothra is so, so, so big for me. It's my favorite kaiju thus far, I mean, just, this is like, ugh, so good. I was so freaking excited to watch this movie, and my my initial thoughts are like, there were very few things that I didn't like about it, 
Um, but they didn't even measure up to how freaking amazing everything else was. All of the things that I loved about it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I feel like this this may be my favoritest movie we've seen so far. Because <laughs> <laughs> I... I <laughs> what? I was just laughing at your use of favoritist. Favoritist. Okay. Yep, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> What were the parts you didn't like? There were a few things um, that I didn't like, which were... There was less kind of worship of Mothra. She wasn't so much like a divine being. Like in the mm-hmm. in the earlier Mothra, we talked about how... Or they talked about how, um, you know, Mothra goes from like one... Like when she dies and she becomes the larva again, like it's still her spirit, like going through these like different phases... And there was mm-hmm. a lot less of that in this movie. There were, uh, it also kind of felt like in times that the cosmos were kind of like commanding her or like telling her what to do instead of communicating with her and like kind of like the worship vibe. And then also at some point in this movie, they call Mothra Mr. Mothra. And I was like, mm, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Isn't that just no. the kid though? Isn't that just the kid that does that? Um, well, they never call her she. They only say it the entire movie. And then and then they do... The, I guess it's the kid that says Mr. Mothra. But I just felt like... If it if Mothra is a, is a dude, then it's Mothra is a drag queen. And if you don't believe me, then <laughs> what is the fucking gold glitter for? Okay? But that might have been just a bad translation. Yeah, maybe. I, think I it, wasn't it listening be. closely. Because if the kid just addressed Mothra as Mothra-san... Son mm-hmm. is either Mr. or Miss or Mrs. It's it's gender neutral. Okay. So, so maybe it was just like the... I wasn't listening co- close enough to hear if the kid said Mothrasan, but that might have... The person doing the translating may not have understood that. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, it it was a little weird, though, to, to call it, yeah, Mr. Mothra instead of just Mothra. But I guess maybe that was meant to indicate the, that the kid was... Um, anthropomorphizing Mothra. The kid was putting human qualities onto Mothra, whereas mm-hmm. the other the adults were not doing that. I don't know. So those were those very small things that I just were kind of like, okay. ah, no thanks. But I everything else, other I, than that, was great. I don't understand why they called them the the cosmos. Mm-hmm. They they tend to be referred to as the Shobajin, except nobody in the movies themselves calls them that mm-hmm. Shobajin means little beauties and that's what the producer or the director or writer or whoever sort of referred to them as but that's not their proper name within the movies but they aren't called the cosmos i think they tend to be called the fairies in the older mm-hmm. movies yeah so i don't know what that name was about and why maybe somebody just said you know we never gave a proper name to these these two ladies <laughs> let's come up with something so apparently there was a little bit of a backlash against these particular cosmos because they are not identical. I don't think they're even related. Mm-hmm. So the actresses, I mean. So I think some people thought they were cheating and that it was lame. They look a lot alike. They're not identical twins. They're not sisters at all. But they, you know, they're the same size, same general type. You put them in the identical outfits and identical hairstyles and they look pretty similar. I, I thought they were fine. Uh, well, let's, um, get into the plot. I don't know what the kill count is. Let me see if I can find it quickly. No, I don't want Mothra versus Godzilla. I want Godzilla versus Mothra. 
did anybody die in this? There is a moment. I mean, lot like people died in a sense of like, you know, when you watch a Marvel movie and they're like crushing down buildings and there's thousands of people inside of them. In like that sense, yes, people died, but I don't think like, you know, one specific him. person was like crushed or like yeah. bitten or anything like that. I can't find a kill count. I can only find one on the previous movie. So I don't think we see any humans die on screen. And I don't know if any of the monsters, does Batre even die? Yes. Or he's just get driven off. I couldn't remember if he died or got driven off. He dies. He bleeds out. Got a summary here from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. In mid-1992, following the events of Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, a meteoroid crashes into the Ogasawara Trench and awakens Godzilla. Six months later, <laughs> explorer Takuya Fujito is detained after stealing an ancient artifact. This was uh, very much some Indiana Jones shit going on yeah, here. Yeah, I was like, that's what I said, booby twaps. That's like my first like note about that part. Because like right. it does feel very booby trap-ish in, the, in, in very Indiana Jones sense. Yes, so they were uh, absolutely... Um, I don't know if I want to say ripping off or paying homage to, but they were definitely putting in some Indiana Jones shit in this movie just because it was popular at the time, even though we're a few years past Indiana Jones at this point. Uh, yeah, 89 was uh, Last Crusade. This is 92, so kind of recent, but not hadn't just come out. Anyway, yeah, he's doing some Indiana Jones shit and in the process kind of wrecks the temple that he's that he's raiding. And uh, gets arrested. <laughs> Later, a representative of the Japanese prime minister offers to have Takuya's charges dropped if he explores Infant Island with his ex-wife, Masako Tezuka. And Miss Masako. Kenji Ando. <laughs> did, you, did you like her? Um. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I, I did like her. I, I like that this kind of... I don't know if it's better, honestly, but I liked that it was a different dynamic in the love interest for us in this uh -huh. movie. Like, that they're kind of exes. The kid kind of adds a whole other different sort of dynamic also. And so yeah. I did appreciate, like, the difference of it. Um, but I can't... I don't I mean, I don't think she was bad by any means. I Okay. Like, I didn't really like her or dislike her one way or the other, but I did appreciate the difference in the love dynamic in this film. Mm-hmm. So he's going with his ex-wife and this guy, Kenji Ando, the secretary of the rapacious Maritomo Company. I'm not clear why this guy was with them and why the company was being included in all this shit. Because he's a Judas. <laughs> After the trio arrives on the island, they find a cave containing a depiction of two giant insects in battle. <laughs> Further exploration leads them to a giant egg and a pair of diminutive humanoids called the Cosmos, who identify the egg as belonging to Mothra. Damn. I was this also is, a little confused about why they were going to Infant Island because he's, I think they're talking about the meteor crashing first. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, and because this meteor fell in the ocean, we want you to go to this island. I don't, yeah. I'm not sure. I, have, I don't really know either. Because they, they're just, like, oh, it has awakened Godzilla. And I'm like, well, then why the, where are you, what, why, why are you going? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, it wasn't totally clear that it landed in the ocean right next to this island. It didn't land on the island. I don't know why they're not out in the ocean doing a bunch of sonar and shit. They're just walking around the island. I did think it was funny that 
the ex-husband and wife both dressed for the expedition, but Ando is just in a business suit like a dumbass. Yeah. I thought Masako's it was really funny full... how they're like... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, Masako's got like full safari outfit on with a pit helmet and everything. Yeah, it's so cute. Yeah, I thought it was funny how they were like definitely exes, like when they're on the bridge and he's like, wow, you've gained weight. <laughs> I was like, damn, like they're definitely <laughs> like they have that, that kind of relationship where they're like, you know, not married anymore. Yeah. But are yeah. trying to it, be civil to each other. <laughs> yeah. They do the rickety rope bridge thing in this movie. You know, it's a, it's they're making a jungle picture. So there's got to be a rope bridge and they're worried about it holding their weight. And then it collapses and he blames it on that she weighs more now than when he knew her before. <laughs> Which isn't really fair, but. Yeah, it's just, you know, something your ex would say, you know, to fucking yes, piss absolutely. you off. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, the cosmos tell of an ancient civilization that tried to control the Earth's climate 12,000 years ago, thus provoking the Earth into creating Batra. Batra, a male divine moth similar to Mothra, but much more fearsome in appearance, the destroys the civilization and their weather-controlling device, but then became uncontrollable and started to harm the very planet that created him. Mothra was then sent by the Earth to fight Batra, who eventually lost. The cosmos explained how the meteoroid uncovered Mothra's egg and may have awoken Batra, who is still embittered over humanity's interference with the Earth's natural order. What is this the, movie really about? Uh, <laughs> us destroying uh, the world? Question mark. Yes, they're trying to put in a environmentalism message, but it's mostly about monsters tearing shit up. <laughs> yeah, baby. But yeah, most of most of these Godzilla movies do try to have some kind of message about either nuclear war, nuclear power, pollution. Whatever. So I guess we got a climate change concern here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In 12,000 years ago, it was explicitly being done on purpose, trying to control the weather. Uh, now it's just being done haphazardly. I got to say, I I love Batra. Batra looks amazing, sounds amazing. The underbelly, the teeth, the eyes, the lower growl loved i love that we added a kaiju that we like haven't had before didn't know and also that it's so badass <laughs> so cool you talking about both of his forms yeah totally because we have a larval form and then he changes uh and he doesn't even need a cocoon that. he's just like achoo i am a moth <laughs> that's what i that's what i was gonna say it's a bit of a cheat <laughs> mother's gotta go through a whole thing and batra is just like time to power up <laughs> Uh, the Maritomo company sends a freighter to Infant Island to pick up the egg, ostensibly to protect it. It was fine where it was. As they are sailing, Godzilla surfaces and heads towards the newly hatched Mothra larva. The Godzilla reveal. The Godzilla reveal is so good. He looks really mean in this one. And I noticed that his teeth look like real teeth. Like they're kind of wet and like shiny. Whereas before, you know, they just kind of look like little white pegs pretending to be teeth. But they actually uh -huh. look like... They have some like color like to them and like some kind of a like a glossy texture. I was like, "Ooh, damn. Okay, teeth." Let's see. I'm trying to see if I don't know if we have a new suit in this one. Uh, yes. I love how new, mean. Let's see. Uh, 
Kawakita's team, that's the special effects guy, mm-hmm. Koichi Kawatia, constructed a new Godzilla suit from previously used molds. Though it was made slimmer than previous suits, the neck given more prominent ribbing, and the arrangement of the character's dorsal plates were changed so that the largest plate was placed in the middle of the back. The arms were more flexible Hell at the yeah. biceps, and the face was given numerous cosmetic changes. The forehead was reduced and flattened, the teeth scaled down, and the eyes given a golden tint. The head was nice. also electronically modified to allow more vertical mobility. So, Ooh, yeah, he's starting. He's looking so mean. I love it. I, I love guess it. scaling down the teeth made them look more realistic to you, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, they looked like definitely more like just like, you know, Teeth-y. like a yeah, yeah, exactly. Like just more realistic instead of kind of like more, you know, like if you get a Halloween costume and it's like a scary thing with teeth, how it just looks like costumey. It it just looked uh, like actual teeth. So it was good. I yeah. loved it. I love his snarl. You know, it's, it's, it's so good. <laughs> Batra, also a larva, soon appears and joins the fight, allowing Mothra to retreat. The battle between Godzilla and Batra, uh, and Batra is eventually taken underwater, where the force Yay! of the battle causes a giant crack in the Philippine sea plate that swallows the two. This is Yeesh. so cool. Like the first kaiju battle, we have like Godzilla and kind of like baby Mothra. Like baby Mothra comes out of her egg and Godzilla kind of does like atomic breath and she goes underwater and then just comes out, picks him up by the tail and is like, fight me, you little bitch. And then Godzilla <laughs> and Batra go underwater and we get to see this whole scene where they fight underwater. You can hear them. It's so good. And then we kind of get this, like, view from the top of the ocean, and it's so cool. I loved this effect. I thought it was so good. So good. And it's also the second, because we got the Godzilla Mothra fight, now we're doing the Godzilla Batara fight. And for some reason, Mothra goes back to the island during their fight, just to come back later, but it's so good. About 40 (laughs) minutes into this movie, I was like, I had already decided that this movie was, like, 17 stars for me (laughs) like 40 minutes in i was like i fucking love this movie well i'm glad but masako and takuya later discover ando's true intentions when he kidnaps the cosmos and takes them to maritomo headquarters where the ceo intends to use them for publicity purposes God damn it, Mothra, Ando, why? Again, they well, they always do this, and they always act like, well, these humans are small. It's okay to enslave them. Go no. buy a dollhouse. That will be yeah. nice for them. That's yeah. us treating them well. As if the bed in a dollhouse is suitable for a human to sleep on. Just because it's small doesn't mean it's going to be comfortable. Ugh, seriously. There was a point, bef- it was before they get kidnapped or after they get kidnapped? When the couple have gotten a hotel room and the cosmos are sleeping in the pocket of the woman's jacket. They're doing that thing where they show us kind of clothes scattered around the room, but it's not, which is normally to indicate that whoever you're watching have have, are having sex or have just had sex. But then they just pan over to show that. The clothes are being used as a bed <laughs> <laughs> for the little miniature ladies. 
Because I don't think they actually hook up during the course of the film. No, they don't. Yeah, they they don't. They they don't like each other really until the end. Yeah. And he even ditches his daughter at one point. Yeah, it's it's bad. Well, it's the whole thing, the whole thing with his daughter is sad. Yeah, they, he's he they after they've come back from the island and the daughter's there with uh I don't know, a sister or an aunt or somebody uh mm-hmm. to to meet them and he ducks out and hides. And it's because he's embarrassed and ashamed the mother had let the kid think he was a policeman or something he was actually a thief yeah but also he then fucking he then doesn't he after that like betray like doesn't he isn't doesn't he steal the he steals the i think yeah i think he steals the cosmos first and gives them to ando or some shit i forgot about that part yeah, so I thought, I was like, is he literally hiding because he's about to, like, be a fucking jerk-off and he doesn't yeah. want his kid to, like, see him be a fucking asshole? I think he has the idea that I can get some money for these fairies and then I can be a proper father. Mm. I think that's what oh. he's thinking. It's never explicitly stated, but I think that is his idea Oh, that, oh, here's my opportunity to stop being a total loser. But, yeah. you know, slavery is not the right way to do that. Yeah. And then they they start singing the song after this, after the dad yes. like disappears. Ah! I teared up a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I was going to say that the uh, the CEO is like, uh, don't worry, we'll pay you well to, to the cosmos. I'm like, that is not. It's still slavery. <laughs> what makes what it slavery? What are they going to buy? Is, yeah. Well, that too. But what makes it slavery is not whether or not you get paid. It's whether or not you can quit. It's whether or not you can say, no, I don't want to do this. Whether mm-hmm. you're getting paid is secondary. Yeah. You're still enslaving these people, regardless of if you're going to establish a trust fund for them or a bank account or whatever. It's not okay. Mm-hmm. Uh. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. If you're going to establish a trust fund for them or a bank account or whatever, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, Mothra enters Tokyo in an attempt to rescue the, co- rescue the cosmos because they sing the song. Yes, they, they sing Mothra-ya. two different Mothra songs. They don't. I don't think they sing a new one at any point, but they mm-hmm. sing two of the ones that we've heard in the old movies. This they made sing- me so happy. <laughs> They I'm sing so the happy. summoning Mothra song and they sing the go fight Mothra song. Oh, so good. So good. And also when they do the little meeting about the cosmos and there's like the montage of Mothra coming to Tokyo and like going through the fire and like going through all of this shit over the song is so good. You know, it was such a nice touch. It was beautiful. It was so beautifully done. Oh, it was mm-hmm. so good. 
So Mothra is, is heading in and is attacked by the uh, Japanese Self-Defense Force. The wounded Mothra heads for the Nat National Diet Building. That's the basically the Congress, the capital. And starts constructing a cocoon around herself. Destroying the tiny toy city on her way. Yep. She tears some shit up. Yeah! Baby Mothra! Meanwhile, Godzilla surfaces from Mount Fuji, while Batra frees himself from the Earth's crust and continues towards Japan. Both Mothra and Batra attain their imago forms. That just means oh. their final forms. And converge at Yokohama Cosmo World, where they begin to fight once more. I guess that's some kind of an amusement park. We do see a, a Ferris wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, a yeah. theme, yes, it is a theme park in Yokohama, Kanagawa Prefecture, Japan. Contains the Cosmo Clock 21, formerly the tallest Ferris wheel in the world. So I'm betting oh. at the time. I'm betting at the time this movie was made that it was the tallest in the world. Hell yeah! Oh, and while this is all happening. The guy returns and the little girl's like, Daddy, there you are, you piece of shit. Please return the cosmos to mom. Please quit. Don't don't you want me to be proud of you, you son of a bitch? Yeah. Oh, this Ferris wheel was completed in 1992, so it had just gone up when this movie came out. Oh, nice. Uh, they took it down in 97 and relocated it in 99 into a taller base, which increased its overall height. I wonder if that was just a thing to keep up with it being the tallest. Uh, they're like, just put something under it. <laughs> It'll make it taller. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I misread. It was the world's tallest until different one was completed in 92. The Igosa 108 in Sinaga, Japan, was completed in 92, and that one became the tallest. I'm sorry. Anyway... They built a little model one of it for Mothra to fuck up. <laughs> Woohoo! Fuck it up, baby! Uh, so they begin to fight at the amusement park. Godzilla interrupts the battle and initially attacks Batra. Mothra then briefly incapacitates Godzilla and comes to Batra's aid before returning to battle with Godzilla. So there's a lot of back and forth here of who's fighting with who. <laughs> She looks amazing in her final form also, by the way. Like, her yes. wings are look so good. Her little feet, she looks so great in this movie. Very fluffy looking. Very fluffy. Batra then returns the favor, coming to Mothra's defense. Regrouping, the two moths decide to join forces against Godzilla, determining him to be the greater threat to the planet. Eventually, Mothra and Batra overwhelm Godzilla and carry it over the ocean. Oh, wait. God. Wait, wait yes. there's something we totally forgot to mention, uh, and I don't yeah. think Wikipedia has mentioned it so far, is we do have another character in this film that's, like, psychic or some shit. Like, she can, like, communicate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, she's like, oh, I can, I hear their song. Or she's like, oh, Godzilla's coming. And then she doesn't, like, do it. There's, like, no point, really, in it. But she just can hear it and knows it, like, right before everybody else. Yes, that's Miki. Miki Segusa. She's back for mm -hmm. the third time? Second yes. time? Third time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's there because she's just there now. There, yeah. She's just but there But she doesn't do much. There's a point where she's like, turn down the radio so I can hear her Mothra sing. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know that she she's kind of involved in all of this, but I don't know that she directly impacts the plot in any way. No, she does not. <laughs> they just decided she's the through line to all these movies. The human 
Godzilla is mm-hmm. obviously the kaiju through line, and she's the human through line. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They, uh, Godzilla bites Batra's neck and fires its atomic Oof. breath into the wound, killing him. Oh, it is so brutal. <laughs> like, he's just, like, literally just, like, gushing out blood, like, onto Godzilla's face. Like, yeah. it is it is gruesome. The blood is, like, yellow or something, or, like, green or something. A tired Mothra drops Godzilla and the lifeless Batra into the water below, sealing Godzilla below the surface by creating a mystical glyph. With scales from her wings. The next morning, the cosmos explain that Batra has been waiting many years to destroy an even larger asteroid that would threaten the Earth in 1999. Mothra had promised she would stop the future collision if Batra were to die, and she and the cosmos leave Earth as the humans bid farewell. I don't remember that part at all. Maybe I fell asleep. I don't (laughs) Do you remember that? Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Maybe I turned off the movie earlier, fell asleep or something. I don't... Yeah, after like after they that. drop Botcher and Godzilla, you're like, all right, it's over. <laughs> That's the end of the movie. And there was still like another 10 minutes. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I guess I just stopped paying attention. I, I'll have to go back and look at that. So I don't know if that's going to come up in the next movie. I don't know. The next one is Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2. Even though it's not really a sequel, <laughs> so the original, the first time they made it was called Mothra versus Godzilla. Mm-hmm. This one, this time it's Godzilla versus Mothra. But I guess because they're calling the next one Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, and they've already used that title, they feel that they need to put a two after it, <laughs> even though this is part of a reboot and we haven't seen Mechagodzilla before, so it's not. It's not, strictly speaking, a sequel to that movie. I love how this movie ends, how, like, Mothra's just flying through space. Ugh, so beautiful. Ah, all right, so there you go. 17 stars! 17 stars. No, this is definitely five stars for me. I guess guess when I put our entry into uh, Letterboxd, I'll just have to make a note (laughs) that it's 17 stars, because they only go up to five. I'm going to give it four stars. Nice. I enjoyed it, but there's some things that don't quite make sense. I mean, most of these movies are stuff that make doesn't make sense. I don't understand what was going on with the company and why they had anything to do with what should have been a government expedition. Some assistant to the prime minister is the one putting it together. So I don't know why any private company had anything to do with it. But there you are. <laughs> Man, I loved so many things about this movie i just oh man it was so good i love the gold glitter that all of a sudden is just a thing now like glitter everywhere like when mothra comes out of the cocoon and it's just like glitter into the night sky (laughs) like oh i'm crying (laughs) i do wish uh miki had had more to actually do and they'd made it a little more clear why she was there yeah totally that would have been good to do Oh, there was also a lot of um, toys in this film where I feel like the last film well, there were, but we kind of, there's like so much CGI that it kind of feels like, oh no, are we like getting away from this like effect? But then this film kind of made me feel better because we see a lot of 
tiny toy ship being smashed. We get the power line moment. We get like a lot of, and also something that I'm not sure if I have noticed this in other movies, but I definitely noticed it in this one because of just the quality of like in the time that we're in is like, it's when Godzilla is marching through the city it's nighttime. And so we see like these lights, um, like posters, like not posters, uh, billboards, you know, like things like that. Uh-huh. And they're kind of lit up. And then like the Ferris wheel, like all these things are kind of lit up as Godzilla's like stomping through. And it was very clear to me that it was like nighttime. And I was like, wow, it, it's such a beautiful scene because all of the buildings and the lights, you know, you get this like skyline with like all the lights and it's really cool. And there's this amazing camera angle where Godzilla is like, we're on one side of the building with like, like the camera, if we're the camera, we're on one side of the building and Godzilla's on the other side and he like walks behind it. And just the way that the camera angle kind of pans, it's so good. It's such a beautiful scene. It's so nice. You see the city in the night sky. So pretty. I'm not sure if we usually have these kaiju battles at night. Like I feel like with King Kong, you know, like we def, it's usually nighttime because, and we know that because of, like, the lights in the buildings and stuff. But it's in black and white, so I'm not really sure. Whereas, like, most of the kaiju battles, I feel like, where it's monster fighting monster, it's, like, not... I don't know. Something about it, this movie, really, like, stuck out to me. Like, whoa, is it nighttime right now? I feel like I haven't noticed that before. So I don't know if it's because <laughs> we usually fight during the day or if it's just, like, I don't know. It was super r- strange, but it was such a beautiful scene that it, like, stood out to me. Like, right. oh, this like, city line... Uh- there's been a number of nighttime fights. Um, I know I can think of a few offhand that Gamera had some nighttime fights, I know. Uh, I'm pretty sure yeah. way back in Godzilla Raids again, he fights Anguirus at night. There will come a point during the CGI era where things happen at night a lot because it's easier to mm-hmm. hide the flaws if the lighting is low. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But um I there wasn't any there wasn't any CGI in the last movie though. Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. What? Yeah, there was no CGI in that movie. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you thought was CGI in it. Well, we talked about it. I was like Something about the toys, like it didn't seem like there was like a lot of toys and you were like, yeah, well, moving into the CGI era, we're going to like see less of that or whatever. So uh, I just assumed I don't that know that's what I, I, don't, I don't know what I, I'm, I'm not sure what I said, but no, he won't, there, I don't think there's any CGI in it. I think some of the fights, it might have been, I don't know if they were trying to save money. Some of the fights might have been outside of a city so they didn't have to build all those models. Mm. But I don't think... There's any CGI Godzilla until Godzilla. Even with like Ghidorah, well, the, there was like, it was just a puppet uh, the whole time. Yeah, he was just a puppet the whole time. I don't think we're going to see any CGI until 98 for the uh, TriStar American version. And then in the Toho ones, i not positive, but I don't think we see any until Godzilla 2000. And even then, it's not the whole movie. It's just like when he's swimming underwater or something. There was some sort of com- computer effectsy things with, well, not even computer really. The characters were using a lot of computers, and there was some stuff when they beamed Godzilla from one place to another. But that was, I think, still done in a traditional fashion with some animation. I don't know. There was the the sort of 
there were some computer images that we saw when they were scanning things and stuff in the last movie. But the creatures themselves and the cities, those, those were still guys in suits and models and things. Oh, I know what I said. I did mention that in the last Kong movie that that's the last time we're going to see him in a, as a practical effect, hmm. that he would be CGI. And the, the next time we see Kong, he's going to be CGI. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to say about Godzilla versus Mothra? Nope. Okay. Well, folks, thanks for joining us. If uh, you like the show... Please follow us and rate us and review us on all the things. You can find all our all our links to all that stuff at mmftg.bio.link. And you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mmftg. Oh, I'm getting my, my Mothra tattoo uh, this Friday. I don't know when this episode will come out. I will already have it by the time this episode comes out. But yeah, Mothra's next. Next week will be Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2, as I indicated. I don't think either of these movies are streaming for free, but you can buy them or rent them on all the places. So, there you go. Thanks for joining us again, folks. Until next time, I have been Precious D. And I've been Honey Bee. Remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements. And please, don't misuse science. We won't see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato folk rock punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg. Fun time go!